Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this high-octane, rainbow-in-the-sky, sun is shining, Ford Field is floating on air episode of Roraholics Alliance of America. Rawr. I'm joined as ever, but with Impossible Lomas with the robe up to the mm-hmm. neck. Yeah. And America's favorite Lions fan, <laughs> fresh from the inner sanctum, Dino Blandino. Rawr. You know what Dino looks like? Dino looks like Moses when he came down from the mountain, just like glowing, like holy yeah. light. I can barely look at him. Yeah. It's like, why is all your hair gray all of a sudden? <laughs> it's like gleaming white. <laughs> so this uh, this episode is obviously going to be, you know, um, overall, I think, a happy, blissful episode. But before that, I have a, a couple announcements. This is primarily for the people live streaming. Uh, I can see our numbers. Are, there's, a, there's a number of you out there. There's some important things to just be uh, disseminated in the Lions community. The first is that... The Walbrook online uh, reservation page is crashed a number of times today for obvious reasons. Mm. I I have it on good intel that they hope to have it up by 10 p.m. Eastern time, but they ask that you stay patient. There is obviously a waiting list right now at Walbrook, but the the online reservation page has, uh, you can put yourself on the the wait list. Obviously, phone waits right now are are unprecedented. Your best bet is to keep, you know, refresh that page and hopefully you'll get back on. The other thing, which is even more important for people to know, is that um, those of you that are trying to obtain... um, Premature ejaculation Lions medication, um, the, all the official channels have dried up, I've been told. Um, mm-hmm. Do not go to the dark web for this. There's some brown pills that are going around with the, the, the likeness of Robert Nelly on them. Um, really gnarly side effects from them. People have been um, watching over and over the Lions playoff victory against the Cowboys. Um, I've been hearing, you know, people talking like Lomas Brown uncontrollably. So, yeah, you know, also, it's, yeah, go ahead, Dino. Brother Ted, um, the little pink pills that people have been mm-hmm. taking called the Mariucci's. Yeah, don't. The Uchi's for short. They've been known to have um, the opposite effect where you will be in a rorgasm for upwards of uh, six hours. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait a minute, guys. For how long did you say? About six hours. Um, Do you promise? Um, how long did they take? Do they? How long does it take for them to kind of kick in? Oh, those those puppies kick in right away. Those puppies <laughs> kick in faster than an aided Hutchinson Blitz. You Uh-oh. might want to fasten your robe, Lomas. <laughs> yeah. Something tells me that that Amazon delivery this afternoon uh, might have been. Look, I was from... taking a walk around the block with my dog. And I saw a guy with uh, also had a dog, and he said, "Hey man, you want to party with some of these?" <laughs> and it had, you know, so I said, "Okay, man, that sounds cool." So you know, next thing I know, we're partying, and um, well, anyway, I'll just hope for the best. <laughs> R- just ride the wave. Yeah. Just ride the ride the roar. Ride the roar. Um. What's our What's our stance on uh, the Serenity Prayer? Do we do it? I, well, look, uh, look, I, 
The liturgy okay, I, I is think. The liturgy. You know what? I think you got to do. Yeah. I think we, if we're going to do it, it's going to take a, in, in the honored RAA tradition of open and earnest debate, uh, free speech unencumbered. I think we can have a little discussion about this. If we and should do I, it, all right. Yeah, I mean, and I, um, I texted this in our text thread. Given what's been going on the last several games, especially given the the game today. Can we do we truly believe that the Lions suck? They will always suck. Do they suck right now? They didn't suck in that game. I mean, I I, oh, man. I don't know how we can. I think we. it's just self-evident that they did not well, suck in that game. Can I recommend maybe we pull back the curtain here and try and come up on the spot with a new a new piece of the liturgy to say under these times, because I think. What we do want to say is that we are acknowledging that we are wading into the unknown, mm -hmm. that we are taking the risk of caring about the lions, that we are taking the, the risk of believing consciously that this team has a bright future in the short and long term, oh and that we probably need to brace ourselves for for what that may bring us because it's it's not necessarily going to only be a good thing but i agree with you that i think the lines will always suck and no longer wow can no longer you are well I, about I, repealing the core tenant look this is going to be we're going to look back at this moment as like a schism in the <laughs> raa like liturgy and sort of yeah. community where there'll be you know maybe two groups that splinter off and and Blood, blood may be shed. This is... Friendships will be made. Um, the sco the I, scholars of this mark the moment as the fake punt was really when the two schools <laughs> broken I, path. There was there was a group of people that were just like, "This is the greatest team in the history of football." When that happened, and there was another team that uh, looked back on the last fifty years of of and, lions and, and saw said, nothing but a string of false prophets and prophecies <laughs> yeah. broken so yeah. let me suggest then if we are going to come up with a new piece of liturgy i think we might need to dip into the mystical tradition <laughs> i think that's where we're headed as you said uncle brother into the unknown i think is quite yes. right and for the when when one ventures into the unknown one must look beyond the rational the surface meaning and dip into the beyond and I think there, there we are looking at the RAA mystical tradition, as has been codified in the book of Roaring. Um, look, How about just this? Tell me, just tell me the words to say, dude. <laughs> um, you know, I'll, 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 I'll give it my best. All right. Okay. May the book ghost of Bobby Lane grant us the serenity to accept the things about lions fans being a lions fan i cannot change their courage to change the thing things about being a lions fan i can and the wisdom to know that the lions uh -oh. have uh -oh. oh typically sucked <laughs> that is my reform prayer wow for the day i am like <laughs> martin luther Nailing my 95 theses to the door of Ford Field. 95 theses. Yeah. That is, you know, 
the day this day will probably live on in infamy. Well, I, I do have to say, I mean, I know we're going to get into this, but obviously those who follow, those who even don't follow the pod, I I think are aware that Dino was at the game today, went into the <laughs> belly of the beast at Ford Field, and uh, happened to be sitting next to some Vikings fans. Now, one of the things about being a Lions fan and uh, and and following such a crappy team for so many years is you realize you don't really have any rivals maybe the bears because they've sucked almost as much as us but we're not really rivals with the uh with the uh vikings they've Um, just beaten our asses they're just sort of live in a different sphere altogether so i do have to say these vikings fans were just some some salt of the earth uh absolutely wonderful wonderful menches wonderful guys so uh shout out to them and if you're ever in suburban uh minneapolis check out max restaurant which they own um but yeah it was uh they were it was an interesting uh thing sitting next to them because they went home they flew in for the day and were flying out this evening and uh i hope they fly safely but wow were they they some disappointed vikings (laughs) Did they, they didn't did know they what accept they were loss with when they, yeah. they came to Ford Field? They didn't know what they were getting into. They thought it was mm. the old Lions and they ran into an you know, they ran we into say a buzzsaw? Lions den. <laughs> yeah, call it a buzzsaw. We, we were all thinking buzzsaw. the word buzzsaw. Ring 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 ring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if you put a viking and a lion in the same room and close the door and come back in four quarters, right? I think we know who's standing and who's not. Yeah. So we're we're talking with a lot of swagger. <laughs> and look, Amen. we the you know, I, I don't know how we can avoid it. I mean, Dino, look, I you know, give us why don't we start as we normally yeah. would, you know, Dino, give us the paint the picture. Give us the flavor of being oh, in such an atmosphere. Because just before the game, just before Dino and I were talking. And I said, look, you know, I how awesome would it be if this turned out to be a game where the Lions win convincingly? I mean, this this wasn't an easy, like, everyone relax and party kind of win. It was a pretty tight game back and forth. But the Lions, I mean, it wasn't... I never felt, like, panic. Like, oh, man, they're definitely going to blow this one. It, I don't know. It didn't seem like that. But, Dino, what was it like? Well... Yeah, I mean, what I will say is the Vikings fan, I was a very friendly guy, but he started as the game went on and sort of got out of control. He started to get kind of snarky, like, wow, Mm. yeah, guys, congratulations, six wins. That's that's awesome. And he, you know, like he was sort of patronizing us Lions fans, and Mm. uh, that was his coping mechanism. And... As the game fell, at, when we iced the game at the end, he made some comments, and I, I just turned to him and I said, look, you know, this is truly one of the greatest wins of memory that I can remember. Um, it This little streak here, I don't know why. I, maybe it's just because it's been too long for me to remember the last time the Lions have played for how long has it been six weeks now of just really good football 
and then beaten a 10-win team. Very, Yeah, it was a tough game, but also pretty convincingly. Yeah. Um, beating the, the team at the top of the division. And the fact that Vegas picked us and, like, Vegas said, look, the Lions are a better team, especially at home. And then we went out and showed that we were the better team. Just incredibly satisfying. And the feeling at Ford Field, I, I will say this, during the Stafford years, as much as we all, no one, you know, we love Matty Staff and no one, we don't have to prove that to anyone, right? <clears throat> but at the same time, those teams were so unbalanced, imbalanced that it always felt like winning was a miracle. And these wins are just feeling very decisive and, and oddly and somewhat shockingly normal. Like, I'm pretty sure this is just how good football teams win. They <laughs> run the pretty ball sure. well. They protect the quarterback. They win the turnover battle. They stop the other team's run. Didn't stop the other team's passing, but okay, you can't, you, you know, you're not necessarily going to play a perfect game. But they, I don't think they ever trailed in this game. Um, I'm sure they never trailed. They did not. Um, they did not. They were tied a couple times. Tied, tied, yeah. And um, and honestly, they weren't, you know, that's a pretty good team. It's not a great team Let's uh, in Minnesota, which is why they weren't picked to win. But that's a team that's won all year. And they did not play horribly. This was pretty much the way that they play which is without a ton of mistakes. Um, they hang around. They utilize their exceptional player in Justin Jefferson really well. And uh, they did that all of that today. And yet they ran into a Lions team that is just playing better football. And that was the feeling at Ford Field. <clears throat> it was, I dare I say, confident Mm. There was a it, feeling of confidence that this team is better than your team. That is an odd feeling, I'm sure. And yeah, I tried I don't to even find know a, what to do with that feeling. And I, I tried to find a way to watch the game. I couldn't. I followed it on uh, the game cast. But even just through the game cast, I was getting that vibe of like the Lions. The when an offense plays like this just marching up and down, like really, you know, putting up yards and, 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 and scores when they need to, you have to be playing with confidence. The offense has to be clicking and flowing. And then uh, before the pop, before potting, I watched like a 15 minute sort of recap of the game or however long it was. And um, yeah, golf looks, this has got to be the best football he's ever played mm -hmm. as a pro. I mean, I know he got to the Super Bowl, so maybe that year he was, somewhere something like this but i yeah. i have no idea in any case he if he just by the numbers and by the what i saw on that recap he looks like right now he's playing as well as any quarterback i mean that's i don't is that true i i think it's true well i think my sense for this team is that their number one strength is they have an excellent offensive line yep. i mean he didn't get yep. sacked is it at least two weeks in a row that he hasn't gotten sacked? And he's definitely a quarterback. I mean, most NFL quarterbacks are like this, but he's definitely one that, like, he's an old-school quarterback. He wants to sit in yeah. the pocket and go through his reads. He can make most passes pretty well. He had a couple really long balls today, which is not considered his strength. 
But if you get that guy, you let him be in a rhythm and give him some confidence. And I think he's really enjoying it. I mean, there was yes. I read one article today that he was a little bit like, oh, I remember all the people who talk shit about me. But there there are I mean, the the weird thing, I mean, to, you know, the Lions have obviously won games over the years and have even had decisive wins over the years. But when you go back to the Stafford era, a game that they win by decisive, it's like, oh, my God, it just all went our way today. And these last these last two weeks, it's like, yeah, that this game was not fluky. This was like what should have happened based on watching the game. And they just and I do think it starts with the line that they're just going to come out and they're going to. And I also again, the play calling is is so good. Like that play, I think it was their third, their third touchdown. I think it was their third touchdown where where Goff did that like little fake pitch to the left and then just turned right around and threw it. Oh, I may have frozen up. No. Um, and threw it right to the dude in the uh, end zone. It was just such – there's this – they run such good misdirection yep. all the time. And they're they're uh, confident. They're really They're confident. executing. Um, well, I, I will say – Wait, let's just bring in a little statistical analysis, uh, which is that Goff, this was the fifth game in a row. He has not thrown an interception I mean yeah. that's that's a pretty damn big deal. So he's, he's thrown three, five, six, seven, eight touchdowns in the last five games and no interceptions. That'll get it done. Yeah. And um based on what it like when a QB is feeling good like that, feeling confident and has trust in, you know, the players around him. A guy like Goff uh, is going to, you know, he's going to do some stuff. He's going to really, he, he he can win some games. And he played, you couldn't ask for more today. Um, and how many running yards did the Lions have? How many rushing yards? They um, had over 100. I think a okay. of that was, was because of that fake punt, which is a running play. Right, okay. Yards okay, that. so that, so it wasn't like their best overall running day, but overall they... 134. Up. Okay, but that and and that fake punt was fantastic. I yeah. mean, that was just like I was telling Dino earlier. There's just something so awesome about those fake punt plays, or if it even That's a fake field goal too. It's just like it's it's there's unlike it in any other sport where it's a set piece and you think one thing's about to happen, and 99.9 of the time it does, except for this time. A totally different thing suddenly is happening and it's yeah, like yeah. glorious confusion and especially when it works that is a glorious thing when you it's just like that's a moment you celebrate that shit and everyone goes nuts for about five seconds at least and, and, uh, and i'll have to say it seeing it in person it's one thing to see it on tv uh-huh. where it's all zoomed in like seeing it in person you just don't really even have an idea what's going on right. for a few seconds. It's just like, like wait, what? chaos. And that's like, it's cool. It's kind of cool because it's sort of like what the defense must feel when they're truly sort of caught off guard. And suddenly a guy's just streaming down the, down the side of the field. And there's, there's like actual sort of fear in the defense. Like, oh shit, we got to be stopping this. We're not doing our job right now. They tricked us, mm-hmm. right? They tricked hey, us. 
Do you guys or do you guys want to guess or do you remember what yard line the lines were on when they ran that play? Like I think they were on like their own thirty-five or or like something like that. They were on their twenty-six. Ooh, I just really? watched the play again. Damn! Wow! I mean, balls. if that play doesn't yeah. work, yeah. if that balls. play doesn't work, you have give you have handed the opponent three to seven points. Like yeah. period, end of sentence. Like that is just yeah. giving them points, right? Yeah. Whereas it's so bold. And yeah. it was one of two unbelievably bold plays today. The other, which ended the game basically, yep. was the let's it's third and seven. We're in that space on clock management where like if we get another first down, it's essentially over. Right. But if we don't, this one, like the win percentage goes back down to like 80%. Let's throw a pass on third and seven, which if it's incomplete, will stop the clock. Also, let's throw a pass to our left tackle in a well, and he fucking caught it. And it was not he had to catch like it wasn't a bad pass. It was but the yeah. based on the route that it was like yeah. he had to catch that ball with his hands while running. Not it wasn't a chest yeah. catch. I he guess he's, he's a skilled it. guy. And then he yeah. had the presence of mind to go to the ground because he was heading out of bounds. Yeah. And he just and he just kind of beached himself on the. It was I mean, those calls are so goddamn bold. It's amazing. So, so just to, working to, to throw a bit of reality into the mix. Um, yeah. The Lions, uh, the Lions defense got shredded for a lot of yards. Yeah, uh, they had the that guy Jefferson had a what I'm sure was his best ever game. Um, I mean, it was a franchise was, record. Oh, OK, wow. so yeah, it was franchise he, record. Um, I mean, you know, as good as the offense played, the defense uh, was not great. I, I still think nope. they're overall better than they were at their worst, it seems. Um, but they definitely gave up big chunks of yardage. You know, and especially when the Lions went up, um, what was it, like 31-16 or something. And then almost immediately, and I remember thinking like, okay, if the Vikings are going to score now, at least make them have like a long drive, you know, at least make them earn it. Instead, it took like four plays. Yeah. And they were in the end zone. I was like, damn. they." did you, there was a play also where, Jefferson ended up stepping out of bounds or else it would like just step it like had one foot on the line or it would have been a touchdown. It was right. Right. Yeah. Play. Right. He is just, he is on a different level. I, I think that was the best individual receiving performance I've seen live. I'm pretty sure it was just like, they could not cover him and it's not like he's, some hidden dude it's like he is the best receiver in statistically the best receiver in the game yeah and um and and just forget it i mean he was uncoverable all game he got he just found ways to get totally open like when they say that so-and-so creates space uh he creates like yards and yards of space um so yeah that was uh we had no chance. No answer him. for him. But what I will say is the answer we had 
was we came right back and scored every time right. they did. Right. And and long drives and, and we're able to control the ball. We're able to actually we uh, really had to throw keep throwing the ball. They were keying in on a run and did a I think the run defense they have a terrible pass defense, does mm. uh Minnesota, but mm-hmm. the run defense looks pretty stout. And so as did ours, by the way. Our defense was bad, but we did. Yeah, we didn't give up much in the, in the run at so all. So it's like if you shut at least one thing down, that certainly helps. Um, but we had to keep throwing the ball. Then we we had a you know a few glorious long pass. I think Goff's best long balls long throw was a, lo- a lion to DJ Shark for a Shark for a perfect touchdown. But we also just had a lot of good. Um, sort of short passes, taking what they were giving us in the zone to play ball control. And, uh, you know, look, when you give a, a solid quarterback, and I think uh, Goff is definitely solid, when you give a guy like that time, he's, uh, and considering the talent they seem to have in this in this receiving core, um, he's, yeah, he, he finds guys and... Uh, he threw to. He also threw passes, uh, completed passes to nine different receivers today. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, he's playing with a ton of confidence, and you know, if if it's true, in fact, that he that he's the kind of guy who's like you know keeping tabs on people who talk trash about him and all that. That's I didn't you know I'll go say I didn't know that I guess maybe it's something about the way he looks you know he just sort of looks mi- mild mannered. Yeah, for some reason, but. Um, he is, you know, he, 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 I, I guess so, but he is QB one too. So if he right. has that kind of fire and he's like, and look, he, he went on kind of a rough journey, you know, number one yeah, pick yeah. and then had some success. I mean, got to the Super Bowl, but then admittedly played poorly in the Super Bowl. This is yeah. true. Uh, but then everyone just really was jumped, he a dog piled. He was like his second year in the league, though. Also, uh, second or third, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Second or third, but it, he's still pretty, pretty young. And everyone and just started dog piling on the guy. Like, and his oh, coach just sold, and his coach sold him out pretty publicly. Yeah, his coach publicly just yeah. it, they didn't handle that in a uh, let's just say you know a uh, like classy way or anything or no. like give him a soft landing. It was like. Yeah, you're not good enough. Get out of here. And and look, yeah. you know, he wasn't good enough. I think that, you know, for what they needed at the time, and that's that I think that's maybe fair to say, or that he had uh this things had soured there with the Rams. But yeah. I mean, God, it's looking sweet for us now. We've got ourselves a, yep. a very serviceable quarterback, and instead we've beefed instead of, you know, drafting quarterbacks and whatnot, we're we've invested in the offensive line. Um, we've got weapons aplenty. I mean, they barely worked Jamison Williams, uh, our biggest speed threat into the offense yet. Yeah. We've he did got, catch a TD today, didn't he? Yeah. He was, I don't his know, first pass. Wide open. Yep. His first, first pass ever. Pass a TD, um, which was Not amazing. Bad. First first uh, uh, score of the game. And uh, and then two first-round draft picks, including a Rams pick that is, if Baker Mayfield doesn't screw us, is likely to be a top-five right. pick. That son of a bitch. I know. Seriously, for no reason. Well, uh, you know, he's like, to... this is my chance to redeem my career and show what I can do. do like, fuck you. Re- don't yeah. redeem yourself on my watch, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, Just, yeah. 
I mean, what, what was interesting about this game today was that from one perspective, the reason the Lions won is Minnesota had two turnovers, the Lions had zero, and a, a successful fake punt is a turnover, right? You're And they scored a touchdown right. on that drive, right? So you're supposed to punt the ball, and instead of giving it to the other team, you manage to keep it. And so basically, I think the Lions could have won anyways because – you know, they were never, they were tied or ahead the whole game. The closest it got was was eight points in the second mm-hmm. half, really, once they went ahead 21-7. And so the, if the Lions had to keep scoring, they maybe could have. But they essentially won because they, I mean, they keep winning in the least Lions way possible. Which right. Is like, like they're playing cleaner, smarter, more mistake-free football than their opponent. Because even the other thing that was making me nervous at the beginning of this game. They had five penalties in the first mm-hmm. quarter. Yeah. They had like mm-hmm. three or four on one drive and they finished with seven. They had two penalties yeah. in the final three quarters. And right. so they're just yeah. playing remarkably clean. They had four sacks to Minnesota zero. Yeah. Yep. Hutch got it's one. All this uh, stuff that they're doing. That's just like, holy shit. What is this team that we are watching? Well, right. Because what we're witnessing is normally known as just good football. Like, yeah, right. and to us, it's like a revelation. What, what is this strange object yeah. that I behold before yeah. me? Um, it's, and I think, um, yeah, one of you guys mentioned this before, also that this is not so during the Caldwell years, we you know won uh, a bunch of games, especially for the Lions, and made it made the playoffs even, but they were pretty boring to watch. They were not a fun watch during those years. Those were just white knuckle games. He was sort of infamously cautious as a coach. And this team is the opposite. They are fun to watch a lot of big plays, a lot of personality, I think even on the team, but, but not big stars. I guess Hutchinson is, as you know, the, um, is is kind of the big name or now but really aside from that i mean amon ross st brown is probably our best player and he was what a fourth round draft pick so yeah not a team of big stars and big names but they play a very entertaining um aggressive style of football they they play to win and last year a lot of people were sort of in campbell's first year making fun of him a little bit because he went on it. He went for fourth down a lot, and they lost a bunch of games, and sometimes that hurt the team a lot. But it was, I mean, let's be honest, last year was a throwaway season for the most part. But I think he got the, he did something important. He established a routine sort of that, yeah, we go for it on fourth down. And the more times you do it, the less more confident you're going to be. Yeah, I think the more confident you get and the more like it's just a normal play as opposed to teams that almost never go for it or never do fake punts or whatever that treat that just freak the hell out, you know, which is kind of natural if if you realize, oh, my God, we're taking such a big risk and we never do this. But when you when you just incorporate those risks into your game plan week after week you're seeing the team now executing those plays particularly well. So, by the way, we played against former Lion TJ Hawkinson. We ah. sure did. And um, Hockenberger. He had, Hawk. it seemed like he had a 
you know, okay game. He caught, got him, made some good catches and whatever. No, no hard feelings, I suppose. No, he, uh, he had a quite, yeah, he had a very, very solid game. Uh, he did have one pretty key, uh, third down, just, uh, a drop, mm. like a real, not, not like a well-thrown ball that just sort of bobbled and went mm-hmm. out of his hands. But other than that, he played very well. But I think that's another interesting thing is perhaps also what is very on Lions, like not same old Lions about this team is they let him go. Hawkinson, what, what did we even get for Hawkinson? I don't know if someone wants to look that I up, think, but yeah, I don't remember. we let him go and he was arguably our second best receiver. And it kind of, I mean, it really felt like, well, there goes our passing game. And we sort of gate, we're giving up. I mean, we're one and six. (laughs) So it really felt like we were giving up and our offense has gotten better. And I think it just shows a a really smart evaluation by the general, the GM, Brad Holmes and the coaching staff that look, he's a good tight end, but he's a tight end and he's not a great tight end. He's not, uh, you know, Kelsey or whatever. He's not a number one guy. And so let's, I, I know they weren't going to pay him in free agency anyways. So uh, it, it just seems in retrospect, like a great decision. To well, they don't know. seem to miss him all that much. In, in- but what's ironic about that trade is they made that trade when they were one in five or one in six. And we thought yeah. that was like, oh, they're just fully giving up on this season. Right. And they're looking ahead to like, what are we going to have to pay this guy? Forget it. And they just were like, whatever, what can we get for him? Let's just give him away. Mm-hmm. And it, it worked out. <laughs> it it worked out because enough of these other receivers have come around. And so they still have a tight end who gets a little bit of action, but the offense isn't using tight ends very much. Yeah. It's much more well, all also, these receivers. They might've also been seeing in practice, like uh, what's his name? Chark. Is that his replacement? Yep. They might have been seeing in practice that like Chark is not bad, and if if we do decide to you know let uh, get rid of Hawkinson, he can step in. It will not be a, a massive drop off in production, and you know and we'll save a, a bunch of money. And I it seems to me like they probably gamed it out that way at least a little yeah. bit, you know. And yeah. in any case, whatever it is, they have not missed him. Um, and you know the Vikings. Um, I could only really appreciate this when I watched some of the replays, but I forget when in the game it was exactly. I think it was it. it it's when the Vikings fumbled right near the Lions' goal line. Uh, I can't remember when in the game that was. That might have been toward the end of the first half. Do you know? Do you know? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Say it's that when again. The, the Vikings. It's when the Vikings had the ball. They drove right down the field, and I think it was toward the end of the first half, and they. Um, yeah, and and they had the ball like at the at the Lions goal line essentially. And they gave it to Delvin Cook and they were and they were trying to do some fancy trick play. Cook Cook is going to do a shovel pass. Did not work. And and they nailed him and he fumbled. They they stripped him yeah. and the Lions well, wait, recovered he was it. Was going to do a shovel pass on that? Yeah, he yeah. he was stutter he was stutter stepping. Like stutter stepping to do some kind of pass or something. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it was yeah. it was they tried to outlines the lions and it that's did right. Not they work. tried to pull out a trick play and See, the lions the were having Let, none. Don't do not, do not try and work our corner. That See that, that's a great example of when a trick play. Yeah. 
when a trick yeah. card doesn't work, it's like, oh fuck, this is really no, bad. No, I mean that was a turning point in the game. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was going to be fourteen all. Right. And they and they that's totally a whole glued. right. That's a whole different situation, and um and that's the kind of things that again like we we got used to the Lions doing. You know, really having a chance and then blowing it in the most stupid way. Yeah, but to that we've been witnessing, like you said, Uncle Brother more like you know minimal mistake football and so and apparently that's little did we like we always suspected this was the case but we just didn't have any evidence of it for the lions that if you make fewer mistakes you'll win more games like that's a pretty strong correlation you know no and not just that but big play i mean think of all the big plays in this game there was the fumble there were the bombs. There was the fake punt. There was also the punt return that we had, like yes. a huge punt return. Like yeah. most of the big plays in the game went the Lions' way. I'm trying to think of like really, really big plays that the Vikings had. They didn't have. Well, they had. I mean, Jefferson some... had like a lot of like, oh, that was like a 31 yard pass play yes. across the middle. But he didn't have like some seventy yard TD bomb. No, but but the Lions defense gave up some. Oh no no, I'm not saying plays. They, they gave up a lot of big chunks of yards, but like plays that were like, oh, the game just turned on that. Yeah, there right. No, I mean the, none of those plays. I mean the the closest thing was like Lions missed a field goal that uh, almost went yes. in that looked like it was going in, and they dinged another yeah. one in. Yeah, that, that guy was a little. It will, the great irony of this season. Yes. If 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 we can if we can take a step back and remember what we're a part of, the one of the more likely and or poetically fitting ends to the season is that the Lions win out <laughs> and they make the playoffs and they lose a playoff game in a field goal. It's right, like a man. Or it's like a thirty. Like right, a missed like right. thirty-four yard, oh, like an yeah. eminently makeable field goal. I think that's for, very possible. Jason the first... Hansen and Eddie Murrow be be watching at home, just dying. Like right, no. They should have. They'll be. They should live stream their watching of the game. Like, <laughs> but I mean, like for the first time in my memory, the Lions. One of the Lions' top three players is not their field goal kicker. Totally, you know. Yeah. And so, like, Other punter. Well, yeah. He Although punted Jack twice still, today. He punted twice. We don't today. need him, but he he's still there nice when we need boots. him. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. he, he I mean, went I, on the field three times to punt. He only punted twice. Right. Taking nothing away from Jack Fox, I'm just glad he's not one of our best players. But hey, man, the less we see a Jack leg. Fox, the better. He has That's, a leg yeah. of the He gods. understands that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, um, it's a weird thing that it's more like a like a normal team that actually can compete where you're like, yeah, we have a lot of pretty good players all around and yeah, we don't have the best field goal kicker. That's okay. Like, cause right. we're good enough to, it, it would be awesome to also have, you know, the top rated like Eddie, Eddie Murray jr. Or something. Yeah. He probably has yeah. grandkids by now. Maybe one of them, maybe one of them inherited the boot. <laughs> the so Dino, when you, Wait, I want to go ask... back a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Wait, I want to ask ahead. a, a or just bring something up that I think is interesting. So we saw one of the one of the trick plays, the one that iced the game was was a nice nine yard toss to Panay Sewell. Mm-hmm. So I remember at the beginning of that drive, 
the announcement comes in on the loudspeaker, you know, like, I, I guess it's from the refs, like, guard Panay Sewell checking in as a receiver. So, uh -oh. like, you have to announce that shit out loud. So it's <laughs> right. not it's a, that right. tricky, right? <laughs> right. Like, right. you have, it's the one trick play that has to be, like, announced, apparently. Yeah. Um, which You gotta show your cards a little bit. Yeah, which is interesting. I I wonder why. Like, it's, I think it's fucking cool that linemen can sometimes go out. And yeah. It would seem to, like, open up the game more if you just could throw it to them. But, okay, putting that aside, he yeah. was totally wide open in that play. And don't you think if, like, I guess a team could just declare a guard eligible as a receiver and then not throw to him in order to make the defense think about it. But it seemed sort of obvious, like, uh, you know, if you're going to declare the dude, probably going to get a throw. And, and yet they seem to pay absolutely no attention to him. I mean, play. I'm, I'm guessing that part of the strategy there is, OK, they announce it. So and so is coming in. The defense, obviously aware of this, but it means that now there's another receiver that they need to cover. And, you know, the defense is sort of built to cover X number of receivers, the Lions maybe throw a wrench into it. You bring the guy in and you're like, well, yeah, they might go to him, but if we cover him, that's going to leave somebody else open. Or, you know, it kind of right. makes you think or overthink. I don't know. I think on it, that play, they ran him uh, in motion. And yeah. they, had actually... they ran Sewell in motion? Yeah, yeah. but they, it really? looked like they were running him in motion wow. so that they could run to that side. of the... I mean, the other reason that, that play side, worked... Yeah. The, the reason that play worked is because they fucking threw to him on a in a situation that they're like, no fucking way are they going to throw right. a pass to a guy who's he has had zero receptions right. in his season and a half. It's third and seven. You're coming yeah. out of the two minute warning. If you blow this again, you throw the pass to him and he doesn't catch it. There's like a minute 58 on the clock yeah. and you got yeah. a punt. That, that would have been. And it so I think. It, it takes it was freaking balls to do it. Whoever, whoever, like seven plays earlier was like, we might want to check Sewell because yeah. he could catch the ball. They were like, don't worry, it's not. This is not the down that he's. I just think yeah. it was a totally no, they set it up. Also, they ran him crazy in call. They ran him in motion a couple other plays, and they used him as a blocker in motion. So that they kind of disguised it, like, yeah, this is how we're going to use him. And then they he ran the pass play so even on that when he was checked in as a receiver he was mainly being used as a blocker in that same formation so yeah this was some really inspired intelligent play inspired play calling i don't yeah. i don't know where we found this ben johnson dude but i'm afraid mm. that he's going to be gone at the end of this year the way he's playing like anyone who's paying mm. attention to the lions has yeah. got to know that this dude is is Knows Their what play he's doing. calling is Next fantastic. Yeah. Well, they got to keep him like, then. They got to keep him. Make him an offer he can't refuse. Come on, man. Be some. Be part of something special. Yeah, he's sure. thirty six. Mm -hmm. uh, offensive coordinator. Let's see. Where do we get? He was a tight ends coach before then, and then the offensive quality control coach. He was a Miami before that. He was head coach. of the national security agency <laughs> and before right. that he was prime minister of luxembourg <laughs> this dude's got a lot a little, of experience 
Right. He's got <laughs> yes, this is his He was the, he was president of NASA. <laughs> yeah, he began his coaching career as a Boston Boston College as a graduate assistant in 2009. I don't know. This guy is just a mind for fucking football. And I've been yeah. saying this for a while that I feel like it just seems to me that football for a long time has been hasn't had like its big change in the way like the NBA went through the whole thing of like, Hey, let's just have guys um, shoot. Like everyone should be able to shoot three pointers. Everyone should, like that did not exist at all. 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, everyone should be able to ball handle. Everyone should be able to do these skills to make a team really versatile. And that, has not the the NFL is really traditional and not like that and i it just seemed to me that there the NFL is ripe for just more creativity like some and i love i mean um what's his name in in Kansas City runs all that crazy looking shit but that's about as far as it goes and it's not even that crazy and i just it feels to are me are you saying like, the lions are spearheading an offensive revolution <laughs> I guess I am suggesting Please say that. that. <laughs> but what I'm trying to suggest is like what we call trick plays should be we've been arguing this for a long time. Oh yeah. It should be more normal and it should be why not just have lots of different people who can fucking catch the ball. It's a skill you can work on. The notion <laughs> Wow! You say you want a revolution? Yeah. Here we go. Sorry, <laughs> just no. the I had to come begin. in. <laughs> I do we all want to fake the punt. <laughs> I just want to go on record as saying I think it's bullshit that only one player is entrusted to throw the ball. It makes perfect sense if that's the only guy who ever practices throwing Dino, the ball. Dino, you never read my screenplay that I sent you. It was about precisely <laughs> this. Yep. It was about a team that that sent two quarterbacks out yes. on every play. Yes. I've spent right. many an hour imagining just this. We got to live it, though. I want to, I want to live it. And I think... But the weird thing is, is that at the same time, the Lions are running an incredibly conservative offense. Like this all started because they were like, we're going to be able to fucking run the ball. Right. And and not like what they didn't do, actually, which they didn't go with the trend of the league, which was you need a superhuman quarterback. Right. right. You need right. Mahomes or Allen or somebody like Brady or Rogers, like just this. Not just like an elite quarterback, but like a historically great quarterback. And the yeah. Lions are like, we have Goff. He's totally competent <laughs> quarterback. What if we put an incredible offensive line in front of him, run the ball a lot, mm-hmm. and we'll be right. fucking, and we'll just like, it's not so, it seems like they're like, it shouldn't be this complicated. Right. And and that's what they're doing, which is yeah. so, it's so remarkable because it's like, what if we're just, we, this is the thing that's the craziest of all is they're, they're executing all the time. Like yes. they're just not fucking mm-hmm. up. It's so well uncannily strange that this is how they're actually a good team. You know, so I was thinking about this the other day and it's, it's related to what we were talking about at one point about sports that are a strong link or a weak link sport. Yeah. You know? 
And when when we had Stafford and Megatron and, you know, which other ever good, whichever, which other, whichever other good players, the team always felt unbalanced, right? Sort of top heavy, like we and, and maybe that was a matter of those players eating up too much of the the money, you know, the 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 yeah. salary cap or whatever. Um, but we had, you know, in Stafford, who we didn't quite know it at the time, but turned out to be a, like an A plus quarterback, uh, at least at, at his peak. Um, you know, we had Megatron, best receiver in the league for a while, but it just that was at the expense of the offensive line, for example, you know, crucially. And all those years that we couldn't run the ball hardly at all, um, that was partly a matter of the running backs we had, but also to a really important and large degree spoke to the quality of the offensive line or the lack thereof. And Stafford took a beating. We couldn't run the ball. And now what we're seeing, the Lions have invested in the offensive line. We no longer have an A-plus quarterback. We have a guy who's who's maybe, if he continues this, maybe after this season, you, you could say maybe he's a B-plus quarterback overall. He's Right now, he's playing like an A quarterback. I just yeah. want to, I, I understand what you're saying. I respect it. But I just want to clarify, you didn't mean that the Lions were unable to run the ball behind Lomas, did you? You're talking post Lomas. <laughs> yeah, I mean Yeah, no, I'm talking post Lomas. No, because Lomas post- was Lomas was blocking for Barry, wasn't I he? Would, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, no, no, no. I'm talking I'm talking post Lomas. Impossible Lomas. Do you want to weigh in? Yeah, is that I PL? Mean, is that PL post Lomas? Yeah. 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 I mean, look, look, man. First of all, I don't take nothing personal. Okay. I know what I did. I know what kind of quality of offensive lineman I am. So that's all fine. I think, look, I try to focus on the positives of that. Now today, the Lions offensive line is playing like a really well-oiled machine. They're but playing I mean, great. In a tight fit- spot, in a tight spot when the Lions, you know, back in the day, Lomas, when the Lions yeah. needed a, a first down, I mean, you were a guy that could be counted on, right? Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, you know, I I always, it was like a brotherhood. So you could count on me and I counted on the man to my right and to my left. And so, you know, when we needed a first down, we knew where the marker was. That's good. You should know where the marker is. I always, it's always, (laughs) I always thought Uh the old Lions, the old Lions teams to me was a guy that's got like, the budget for the car and he buys like the nicest tires like that are out there literally like a thousand dollars a piece with crazy rims and then he also like upgrades the sound system yeah so it's just like sick sound system and then you open up the hood and he's got like a chevette engine in there (laughs) and you're like this car looks amazing and it sucks yeah and now they're like now they're driving it's like a you know it's like a camry yeah that's being well maintained you know and it's just like and you decked out the camry like it's got it's the highest end camry but it's it's not gonna turn any heads yeah but that car will never fail you it will do everything you ask of it and, and that's you know what that is that's high praise the camera is a fucking good car it's a good you car know? but it's, it's not like, a Le- it's not a lexus 
No. You know, it's not, and it's, it's and not it's not flashy. Like, you know, it's it's not what Brad Pitt's driving, you know, no. or Ryan Gosling, our quarterback's doppelganger. Yeah, but you <laughs> but know, I'd a, like to I'd like to good, see I'd, I'd like to see Brad Pitt um, block on the O line. Let's see yeah, how he yeah. fares. On I'd the, like to uh, see him block there. on the O line and then checking as a receiver. There you go, and catch and, an and catch a, an important down. first down. Yeah, I'd like yeah. him to. I'd like him with a fourteen to seven lead. And fourth down on the 26 to be like, dial up the fake punt. Exactly. The, uh, can I say another thing? So neither of you guys watch this on TV, right? Right. Uh, Campbell, that's, that's Campbell had a weird expression on his face today. Really? And then I and I saw in one of the recaps of the game, he looked like he had an expression of consternation on his face for a lot of the game. Huh. And and what's interesting is that. I read in one of the game, uh, the recaps of the game, it might have been in the ESPN one, that he like described himself. God, I want to see if I can find this. He described himself as like very sort of strained or stressed out from this game, hmm. or the wow. whole game. And I, I think he's now in this weird place of like, yeah, dude, I, I, I know what we're capable of. I've known for a while, and it's making me. I can't remember what. It was a gr- it was a very interesting quote about him. Wow, that he like mm. is kind of I think he now can sort of smell it. Hmm. And he man, well, I, you know I, I caught. I, he needs to relax. I mean, we need this guy like yeah. sharp and fresh, and uh, I don't know roaring I don't know to what go. We can do for him, but so <laughs> as, as I was searching for lines for highlights of the game, um, I clicked on what I thought was a highlight, but it was actually like the CBS football analyst guys like talking about the game and all my alarm bells were going off. I mean, they were so positive on the Lions. You know, they're like, this team is looking really sharp and saying a lot of the things that we've been saying and then started talking about, you know, if this breaks right, they could sneak into the wild card of the playoffs, you know, and I'm like, alarm bells just deafening you know i'm like oh my god oh no like uh, you know at the the normal stance here the normal disposition would be the normal raa disposition would be to simply wonder when is it all when is the other shoe going to drop when is this all going to come crashing down it's just it doesn't feel like that right in this moment because of the string of wins that they've put together and the good football they've put together. Um, I'm just saying historically, yeah. that's, that's where things <clears throat> normally have gone in the past. We still have a pretty low chance of making the playoffs. According to the odds makers, we have like a 20 something percent chance. Okay. That's fine. I honestly never really thought this season was about it. I mean, a lot of people now are super focused at the game today. There was a lot of focus on the scoreboards of other games. Right. Like giants are losing guys. <laughs> this is it. You know, right. I was like, whoa, whoa. Are we really paying attention to like the jets and giants and other teams? And I guess we are, but I don't think that's the real story this season. I mean, I, by the way, I looked it up and for the Hawkinson pick, we got a second rounder. That's pretty fucking great. Like, I mean, Hawkinson's a good player, but we mm-hmm. now go into this year's draft with two first round picks and two second round picks. That's pretty good. Like, 
you know, you're not going to necessarily land all of them, but there's a good chance you land like half of them at least. And that way we've got plenty of picks to get better by all it, you know, what feels good about the season is it doesn't feel flukish. It actually feels like this is the way you're supposed to build a team. Well, so, I will. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go, go ahead, brother. A couple things from the 538 site. Mm-hmm. They now have the Lions after today, 23% chance of making the playoffs. Right. And I'll have you know, their odds of winning the Super Bowl, they have a 0.3% chance of winning the Super Bowl Damn. this season. This season. Well, well, there you have it. Which, uh, you know, I mean, that's the scary thing about this is that right now this team is doing full-on plot line of like a, a movie that you make up. Right. Like this is a real this is a classic plot structure. Like you start the season off and you fucking suck, Mm -hmm. like to the point that the season is over. And then there's some like meeting or some somebody gives a speech and you go right like they this team could end 10 and one if they win out. But here's so let me ask you this question. When. um what what do they have to do? They the the remaining schedule is at the Jets next week, and then I think they're hosting. Am I right about this? I think they're hosting Bears, hosting Panthers maybe, and then at Green Bay. I think that's the schedule. What what are they? What what's the the negative scenario according to which you you go same old Lions? So they're at Jets at Pan. Oh, so they're three of their last four games are on the road, but one of the road games is Panthers and one of the road games is Packers, and they're hosting the Bears. Mm. Yeah. So uh, they probably have to win all four to make the playoffs. There's a chance they could yeah. win three and make it, but they nine and eight. That's a pretty tall order to make it the playoffs. Highly, highly unlikely. Again, just going by uh, history. Um, you know, winning on the road, a whole different situation than wow. winning at home, typically mo- for most teams. Um, this will, I guess, well, I guess I'll say this to sort of continue with the mostly positive vibe of this episode. Like it's highly unlikely that they'll get to the playoffs. Um, if they do, that will be seen as one of in lion's history, one of the most amazing seasonal turnarounds in modern Lions history. Well, do you know one in six to the playoffs? I don't think any team's ever done that. What the 1970 Bengals started one in six and made the playoffs. That's it. Yeah. So it's it's time in NFL history. I mean, they had a lot of standout guys. (laughs) I mean, so, uh, so that would be obviously remarkable. Um, But even if they don't make it, these next few games, especially given that, that, uh, Three of the last four are on the road. It's going to be a, t- a marker of okay, where does this team stand? You know, um, going into next season, basically. And if they could, if they could even win like two of those road games, like it looks to me like the Jets. I don't know. They've been, I think, better than expected this year. They're not they have great. A really good defense and a terrible offense. Do you okay, want to guess? So... Do you want to guess their the line? I already looked it week? up. So. Lomas, would you like to guess? 
Um, so it's at Jets. Yeah, it's at Jets. So I think the Lions got to be dogs. I mean, um, I'll say Jets minus three. Jets minus one. Really? Which wow. is which means that they think the Lions are a better team because you get two so. and a, yeah. you t- you typically get two and a half for playing at home. So hmm. they well, think the, the Lions are, are really weird space because yeah, yeah they have. They have a very good defense, and their offense is in absolute disarray so, because of the quarterback situation. Okay, well, inter- so that would give, but that gives the it, it's a, it's the advantage to the Jets then, obviously, because our defense sucks too overall. So, even if their offense is bad, they can still conceivably put up at least some points. And if their defense is truly that good, we might struggle. The Jets also play in the t- toughest division in the league, and and have a winning record, so they're no joke. Um, yeah. Their defense is is excellent. They've only given up 243 points, which is yeah. pretty damned, pretty damned good. So right that up so there. I fear that they're right up there with New England and and in terms of defense. So I'm just you know, have we put that those losses where we looked so so inept offensively or so easily shut down by an, a, a great defense. I, I don't know. I mean, have we played, we haven't, when's, what's the last really exceptional defense we've played? Um, I don't know. And that this will be a good test. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. And so I, you know, look that, that on paper, looks like a loss. The Panthers are uh, pretty bad. From the Panthers first, are very bad. That's what I can tell. So, that seems like a winnable game if the Lions are for real and they, you know, play as well as they're capable. Hosting the Bears at home, hosting the Bears, I would they have look to at that, that as game. a win. I mean, the yeah, Bears are not good. Justin Fields, I guess, has been playing better. Um, he's a pretty dynamic player, but overall, the Bears are bad. And what's this? What's the Packers situation? They, they I, I haven't really been following. I mean, they 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 were off this week, I believe, or they're playing tomorrow night. I can't remember which. They didn't play today. Um, and they're, they're and I mean, they're five, they're and, five eight. and eight. They're mm-hmm. pretty much out of the playoffs. And okay. so I mean, they did win. They beat the Bears, and they're they and then they played the Rams. So they'll probably be uh, uh, what six and eight after that. They they might be able to sort of slide back into the playoff picture. It's possible, although they have to go at Dolphins, so I don't know. We'll see. Lions 6-7, yeah. and seven, they're in second place in the NFC North. And they're the only team in the NFC North with a with a positive point differential. Because the Vikings crazy. do not have a positive point differential. We have they're a positive point differential by two points. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey man, I'll take it. But I'll hey, take it. pretty funny. Uh, They're um yeah, and the Lions no longer have the worst defense in the league yards per game that now belongs to the Minnesota Vikings by wow. half a yard. Yeah. They, they a have yard. to be the worst at by far the worst ten and three team ever. Well, they I heard a thing during the week that they were a, a, according to a whole bunch of statistical categories. We're not just the worst ten and two team all of all time. They would have been the, the second worst nine and three team of all time. Wow! And so you know they're 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 where so, they belong. You know, if the Lions played in the NFC South, they'd be tied for first place. 
That's yeah. that division sucks. Yeah, the Bucks are I six mean, and seven. They're Packers all five negative. and eight. Falcons five all, and eight. Saints four and nine. All negative point differential. The AFC yeah. South also has no one with a positive point differential. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. That I mean, the Jets. This game's going to be interesting for a bunch of reasons. One is, as Dino said, far and away. Can we say that the best division in football? Yeah, looks like it. Right. I mean, the NFC East has all teams with winning records, but mm. I think it's pretty clear that the Giants are not particularly good and the Commanders are probably pretty mediocre. Right. That's the only yeah, others. The um, Giants, the Giants really are not very good. Yeah. We, we, which the Lions proved. Yes. We proved that and they've lost. Yeah. So the Jets are ugly. The Jets are are tough. Their offense is obviously a problem, but it's a way game. It's a it's going to be a tall order. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's a good challenge for this team, and I think they know every week now is the season. You know, uh, yeah. I want to say before we make the picks for next week, Lomas definitely wins. First of yeah. all, you picked the Lions to win. Yes, right. and I think I think you picked. Did you pick 3327 lines or 3330 yeah. which was it? I think it was mm, I think it was 3327. Yeah. You were really close. Yeah. yeah. You were really close. That was super impressive. <laughs> yeah. You you were you were 1 point off on the lines and 4 points off on Minnesota. Yeah. Can I just say though that I could not pick the lines to win going to the game. I no, I could not. I understood double down on my commitment it's just even a full-blown rora harlick like like me has to has a the madness has to end somewhere yeah i mean there's a little bit of caution i'm not that insane yet yeah well Although we'll some see of the fans i mean i was sitting next to were i, I was sitting next to uh on one those, side the, the brothers from warren yeah, one side I had Minnesota <laughs> fans who, you know, nice gentlemen. And then on the other side, I had um, a couple guys from Warren who were, uh, it's funny, I didn't know where they were from, but they were two guys in their 40s, I'd say, um, who just, they showed up a little late to the game, kind of, you know, everyone had to get up to let them in their seats and they were already pretty wobbly uh from the nice. beverages and i lost track of how many beers these guys had but they they definitely put them away like this guy was just the guy sitting next to me fortunately he was a he was a nice drunk but my god was he so shit-faced and i didn't know where they were from but he was he was getting pretty talkative as he drank more and so I just, you know, I was like, hey, where are you guys, you know, where are you guys from? And the second he did, he just said, you know, Warren. And I was like, I didn't say it out loud, but, <laughs> you know, my response would have been, of course, uh, <laughs> you didn't need to say that. You know, I, I knew already pretty much. But um, so that was one awesome fan encounter. Uh, the other one was just walking into the game like uh, waiting in line or getting in line for to scan the tickets um i was behind this large group of like 20 somethings and this tall guy who looks like he was probably from warren or romeo and the reason i knew that is because 
he uh he was tall wearing like you know lions jersey hair all spiked up but he had um and like a good looking guy except he had a dead tooth right in front of his <laughs> mouth like a black like, like a gray dead tooth like it. just like sticking it. out and he's like yo guys where's chris and then uh someone's like yeah he's lighting up a dube in the car he'll be he's running late and i was like yep i was like you know i said hey my dad always told me never go to a lions game sober so you guys are doing the right thing um so you know i respect that but the lions fans were in full full flavor there's you know as many of us are ruraholics we have to remember that there are there is a sea of lions fans at ford field every week who are not ruraholics they are just full-blown committed lions fans yeah our brethren are legion I explained to the guy, he's like, the guy from Warren, the brothers from Warren asked me like, hey, are these, is this your season ticket? And I was like, oh no, man, I like, I actually haven't been to a game in a couple of years. I sort of gave, you know, I, I kind of gave up on the team. I was pissed. And he, he looks at me, he turns to me, goes, I've never given up on that. <laughs> God damn. That is, yeah. that is amazing. So, you know, I feel like, I feel like you've teed up some Holocaust reference here. I don't quite know what it is, but right. that's the, that's the range we're in here. Like well, some guy who's it's... like some guy who's walking into the gas chamber. He's like, it's all about to turn around. I can feel it. It's all about it's going our way. This is our no, lucky break. I've never given up. <laughs> really? Yeah. How have you not given up? <laughs> right. Like, never even been tempted. He just looked at me like, yeah, I know people like you, but I'm not one of those. I'm too drunk. God damn. Dino, here's a question for you. There's one more home game. Oh, shit. And it's on New Year's Day. <laughs> Dude, there that go. game's gonna be bananas. Go if they win, quiets, buy a ticket. Dude, if they win, the if they somehow beat the Jets and way. the Bears, if they beat yes. the Jets and the Panthers, return at the beginning of 2023 to to Ford Field. There's eight and seven. That's pretty crazy that we're playing on New Year's on Day. New Year's Day. That is kind of nutty. It is nutty, man. Yeah. You know what's good about that? You know what I like about that game, especially if it matters for the Lions? Think if you're the fucking Bears and you got to spend New Year's Eve in fucking Detroit and your team is like 3-11 and or whatever they're going to be by then, they're going to be fucking hung over at that game. That could be (laughs) that could totally be like a 45 to three game if if the Lions are still in contention by then. Because the Bears are not going to give a well, shit. On, that's all I got to say. I Uncle really brother, hope they can somehow win these next two games. You've I mean, got me looking at tickets again. But <laughs> look, I... The prices I, have gone up. Oh, I bet they have. Yeah. Well, it's also the lot. They only have one more home game this year. Yeah. Look, except I, for the playoff game they'll be the, hosting. <laughs> I don't think so, there's any chance we host a game. But that then the question becomes, do we go on? The, do we travel with the team? Go down now, to Carolina. It seems to me right. that um, we've lost that our, our, our good our good buddy Arlo is really having a hard time with all of this, <laughs> right? And you know, just 
he's doing the best he can to try to help us and sometimes you know kind of like giving us some tough love um just expressing frustration with all of our pro lions rhetoric on the um on the chat can we call it pro lions Uh, propaganda that's what it is (laughs) yeah um but i i found myself today i mean following the following the game with genuine interest and genuinely hoping they'd win and genuinely like psyched when they went up and kept scoring like i'm you know despite it all this is this is how it is i mean let's be honest like okay you can you know yes airlo has been a committed supporter ally of yeah holics encouraging us to just get over this team and and walk away as he seems to have and yet i think we have to say the lions are light years better than the pistons Mm. and the tigers they're not quite as good as the red wings are playing but i mean if you have any interest in detroit sports now you are paying attention to the lions uh, that air low gets back on the bandwagon he will that that seems game. unlikely he will he'll he'll you know he'll root for them in their playoff game all right oh, look yeah. can i oh, ask yeah, a question i want to ask i want to <laughs> i want to ask everybody this we got four games i got two questions for you what what's their record over these last oh, four Jesus. games and will they make the playoffs i want and then we got to pick next mm. week oh, oh my, my god. god you're killing me I can't, I can't. I think they're, okay, I'll just throw it out there. I think they're going to go two, and I think they're going to split. I think they will most likely not make the playoffs. Yeah, um, well, they won't make the playoffs at eight and nine. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that's that's where I think they're going. All right, Dude. Dino. Uh, I think. Do you want me to go first? Shit, yeah, go first, please. <laughs> I think they're going three and one. I think they're losing next week, and then I think they win out after that. So I think they finish with a winning record, but they wow. do not make the playoffs at nine and eight. Mm. But but yeah. they go nine and eight. They, in other words, they finish the season going eight and two, which is fucking remarkable. Yeah. And then, dudes, we have we're gonna have to deal with. Next season's Roar Hawks Anonymous podcast is going to be yeah. a wild ride because they're going to be a fucking sleeper yeah. pick to like go yeah. to the NFC Championship game. If they finish this uh, season, if they finish the season either four and zero or three and one, regardless of whether or not they make the playoffs, yeah. Even if I think even if they go two and two, I think they're going to be a, a a big pick to do a lot, make a lot of noise next year. Um, that is going to be rough. Can I make yeah. a plea to to our handful of listeners? <laughs> um, tell tell your friends about the podcast. Like, if you know, I assume that you're already doing this. Like, if you have people you know who are God forbid Lions fans, then you mention this podcast. Um, you know, I think we. It feels to me like we have a small but very dedicated group of listeners. It would be nice to could we could we grow the group somehow? Well, the the other hilarious thing about this pod right now is that when the lines are losing, the stakes for us are pretty low. We come on, 
We yeah. bitch together. We sing our songs. We make our Holocaust analogies. Sing our songs. And we we just you Y'all know we along. we let we let the bile out. And now it is on record that we're taking this team very seriously. Yes. And and barring the full meltdown of all the server farms in all the worlds, <laughs> this will forever be known. There was no undoing how that we just have been talking about the Lions for ninety minutes. And basically, like, yeah, they're good. Yeah. yeah, I think they're good. I think they're going to stay kind of good. We're going to have to own this. If they go fucking Whoa. one and three the rest of the way and lose to the fucking Panthers on the road. Or Which is shit, totally on the table. Totally in play. The Panthers are not actually like terrible, terrible. They were, but yeah, they're yeah, four them. and three at home this year. So like, yeah. I, that's why I think a split is probably most likely for the rest of the way. I mean... Is- is, is it not the case though? On the, on the road. Is it not the case that the one and six start coincided at the very least with a rash of injuries to our many of our best players? Yeah, there was yeah. a they were the lines are definitely the healthiest they've been. Right. I mean, and I'm talking about Swift, Amon Ra, guys on the offensive line. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. like they did and and you know, granted, the Lions are not a good or deep enough team to weather that kind of storm and, you know, get through. They Their depth is such that they'll lose most of those games, which they did. But on the flip side, when they are healthy, like they are, like, like they appear to be now, they're, they can put together some wins. They're doing what we've seen them do. Like, so their, their starters are good, you know, can, can really play well. It's just once you get beyond the starters that that there's a massive drop off. Well, yeah, yeah. I, and their defense was truly atrocious. horrible. Yeah. And it's yeah, I, I think a lot of credit goes. I mean, look, I think we have to credit Aaron Glenn, but Campbell also for just addressing the problem and and the same guys who I. I was saying for a long time that I thought Anzalone is just not an NFL player. And he was really good today. He's been really good of late. He's been playing um, solidly. Yeah. Him and Rodrigo. Look, I don't know that they're, they're not, not world beaters. And we certainly got torched uh, in the passing game, but you know, they're playing a lot. Let's just say they're playing a lot better than they did. I'm really excited to see um, with four picks in the first two rounds, if they can address mm. some of the defensive uh, concerns. Because if we just have a league average defense, and we've said this before, then, you know, this is, we, we still are not, I, I think we've been playing at league, league average of late, but if we can play a full season as just the 15th ranked defense, or maybe even a little better, then this team becomes really hard to beat. For sure. All right, dudes. I want to hear the picks for next week. And then I yeah. want to roar this mother out. Roar this mother out. <laughs> do, 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 do. So, by the way, you know mother... another good game today? Uh, who? Donovan Peoples Jones. <laughs> Donovan, Donovan Peoples Jones. Jones. Donovan Peoples Jones for the people. Power to the people. People to the Jones. Yeah. He's gonna Jones the people. People gonna do the Jones. <laughs> Give the don't run me like that, Boodaloo. Don't run me like that. 
People's Jones. I think it's People's Jones. Yeah, I said it. People's People's Jones. If that is not the best name for like a jazz trombonist or something, (laughs) Donovan Peoples Jones. I'm just waiting for Donovan Peoples Jones to release his smooth jazz debut. (laughs) The smooth sounds of Donovan Peoples Jones. He'll follow in the footsteps of Waymond Tisdale. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Blessed memory. Uh, All right, picks. picks. Well, since I I, since I won the pick. The pick yeah, last time, first, I'll go first. go first. So, I think this is one of the ones that the Lions drop against a, a very good Jets defense on the road. And they play in an open-air stadium, right? Yeah. So, oh, who the shit. fuck knows yeah. what the weather is going to be bad. like. Um, so, I'm going to say, uh, hmm. I'm going to say maybe it'll be a low-scoring game, given that the Jets' offense apparently sucks big donkey ball. So, I'll say 21. Sucking on the donkey balls. Yeah. 21 Jets, 21 Lions, 17. Dean Stone. Right. So I don't see. The thing is, I'm not sure how the Jets score 21. Um, that's the interesting question is, I mean, not that our defense is world beaters, but can this Jets team score? I, I don't know. Um so, yeah, I will say I do think playing outdoors um, in New York, it's going to be cold. We're, we haven't I, have we even played a really cold game yet? Outdoor game. I think the off. I think that messes with the offense. Um, and I think the Jets do seem to have a pretty elite defense. I think we have an off game and uh have trouble putting up points and we lose um yeah i'm gonna say uh 14 to 13. wow so i just looked up the weather it's gonna be sunny it's gonna be mostly sunny and a high of 39. that's not a cold game for a football game yeah that's fine so i'm gonna i'm gonna say it's not a weather and the the it's not supposed to rain it's supposed to rain on friday but the field should be pretty good it's supposed to be sunny partly cloudy on saturday so i'm gonna say it's not a weather affected game okay i could be wrong it looks like the wind is not going to be a factor either i know i don't think the lions are going to win out but I'm going to pick the lines to win just to see what it feels like. Oh, God. 1917 wow. Lions. Ooh. Okay. I don't think either team's getting to 20. I think it's going to be a lower scoring affair, but I feel like I'm going to put this, I'm going to say the Lions have some poise in this game. They don't, they're not going to have to score a ton. I think the offense, the defense will continue to benefit from, you know, that the, the, the Jets are not very good on offense and i think the lions will get just enough just wow. enough so i'm going 1917 i love it i'm sure i will come to regret that nice well i mean here's what's interesting guys also we're picking you know uh the, i i'm picking the lions to score 13 points and yet if you look at their offense the last uh sunday um the, the ninth uh week of the season we actually won the game, but we won 15-9 at home against Green Bay. That was the last time we scored uh, 
anywhere near that. Even the week before, we lost to Miami, but we scored 27. And since then, we've scored 31 against Chicago, 31, and that was on the road, 31 at Chicago, 31 at New York Giants, um, 25 at home to Buffalo, uh, 40 against Jacksonville, and 34 against Minnesota. So I'm picking a, a very hot offensive team to somehow only score 13, but I do think the Jets on the road, I am giving some credit to their defense. Um, we have seen a couple elite defenses like the Patriots and Cowboys totally shut us down. I think that could happen again. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, this could be a game that is a sobering experience. Could be. It could be. I mean, but you know then what again, else it could the be? Jets are not great. So I don't, you know, I think it'll be close. I don't think they have the capacity <laughs> to blow us out either. So. You know, it could be we win 14-13. I, I think, you know, I doubt, I think it'll, it's likely to be a close game. I could, you know, could always be wrong, but I, if I am wrong, well, it's I a hope bit of a, it's a Lions blowout. You know, it's it's a bit of a litmus test. And again, for the first time in a long time, it kind of feels like, okay, let's see. Let's see what this team can actually, you know, what they can do on the road. Like they've, they've been showing up at home playing pretty good. Uh, convincingly good football and like for a a kind of a youngish you know team god forbid maybe on the rise like this is the kind of game you'd be like okay you know not necessarily picking them to win but wouldn't be absolutely shocked if they somehow pulled it off and this will be a good uh test of kind of you know where things stand at the moment and maybe even uh, you know going into next year give a clear idea of how we need to use those draft picks yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I just I would I'd like to remind you both: don't stop roaring about tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for just the reminder. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I just feel like don't you know. Stop. If don't this team, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll say this right now, and I know there won't be any arm twisting involved. If this team makes the playoffs, Lomas, there's a song to be written. Oh, indeed. To celebrate. Oh, I, I shall gather I shall gather the uh, the Lomas the impossible Lomas players and we'll get into the studio and on the wash and... on the washboard Doug English. <laughs> and even though he plays for another team, Donovan People Jones is gonna sit down on vibes. Yeah. Just to give on us, the... you know. On yeah, the Jews harp right. Stan White. Dexter we Bussy. are the impossible Lomas players. Dexter Bussy on the washtub base. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Dexter Bussy, oh, actually. God. That sounds like a good blues musician. Yeah. Dexter Blind Bussy. Dexter Bussy. Right. <laughs> blind. I'm blind Dexter Bussy. All right, dudes. Uh, I think it's time. Roar this shit out. I think we should yeah. roar this. A joyous moment, but... roar. And I just want to say one last time, Dino, yeah. you showed vision, you showed mm -hmm. courage, you showed yeah. recklessness, you showed <laughs> disregard for the needs of your family, and yes. you lived you, to tell the tale. You, you, you put were your body in harm's way. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so much fun. And, you know, I have to say for all you, all you roaraholics out there, people say, you know, roaring alone is pathetic and you should at least just limit yourself to doing it. In, in company well i went to the lions game alone and you know what 
I walked away. I went in alone. I walked. I walked out with sixty thousand best friends. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Yep. It's like a That's George Thorogood song. I roar alone. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, well, let's see low. what happens with the roar. Let's just do a traditional roar. Uh, I'll Uncle, Uncle Brother starting it out. <clears throat> roar. 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 Nice little vibrato from IL there at the end. Yeah. Three part. Roar. Uh, Gentlemen, I wish you uh, may the Jets suck as they normally do. Yeah. This is the other thing about this game is that when people looked at the schedule at the start of the season, very few people in the world of football thought this game would be meaningful. Playoff and implications. It's a meaningful game. And also, I guys, I want to say this is the first RAA season I think that we've ever had where we haven't taken like a two month break between episodes at some point I, and i i thought we were going to we gave yeah. up on the season i gave up on this on on the season and on yeah we're holics for the season i but thought they pulled we us done. back we are not done by we the way not done does anyone does anybody want to guess what dexter manley's middle name is dexter bussy or dexter manley oh shit i gave it away his name is dexter manley bussy really that's wild. It's an I even mean, better name, right? Me Dexter Manley Bussy. But Dexter Manley was an awesome player for the Redskins. It's yeah. true, and and uh, and and Dexter yeah. Manley, but and Dexter Bussy was an awesome running back for the Lions, and his middle name was Manley. Man, Dexter Bussy, by the way, played for the Lions for ten solid years. He and he, he was... ended his career as the Lions' all-time leading rusher. Damn. Yeah, he did, and 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 Billy Sims made quick work of that. Yeah, he it took Billy Sims all of three seasons to surpass it. Well, <laughs> he also finished his career ten years with the Lions, eighteen touchdowns. Yeah, right. So I don't know. He wasn't a touchdown guy. Like that wasn't his role. He, you know, <laughs> that wasn't his. He didn't really care for touchdowns. <laughs> no, no. Well, look, remember you know what? After <laughs> retiring as a player, though. Yeah. Dexter Bussey worked for at least 20 years as a uniform inspector for the NFL. I know. I see that, too. Like, what what does that even mean? What's a uniform inspector? I don't know, man, but I got to respect that. I guess Maybe. so. Yeah, wow. a uniform inspector. Huh. I like well, it. He was a proud I, lion. I, yes. Part of, part of the, uh, he had a nice afro back in the day. Yeah. And uh, all props to Dexter Bussey, number 24. That, you know who's a, a player that I just looked up to? Well, we're just going down. Is Remember Harlan Huckleby? No. Yep. From, the, was, from the Wolverines. Yeah, Harlan Huckleby. Wolverines, yeah. Oh, uh, don't fucking go Wolverines. Dude, they're in, they're in the playoffs. I know. Yeah. All right. Uh, I can I just say one last potting, thing? Can I just say one last thing? Past the roar. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's bad yeah, juju. Yeah. It's bad juju. It's true. It's bad juju. <laughs> but right, you man. got one last thing. I just wanted to say I want Morocco to win the World Cup. I know we don't talk mm. about soccer on this yeah. pod, but I it I think the Morocco winning the World Cup bodes well for the, for Lions, the Lions future. Because I think Morocco's the Lions of the world. <laughs> 
That's actually totally not true. You got to get no, it's way not worse. True. You got to go to like Afghanistan or oh, Haiti. Yeah. You got to go full right. failed state on that shit. Yeah, like, no, Morocco's not in that. Be... Nice. What's that? Yeah. Like Morocco's at least as as a place yeah. to visit is supposed to be really nice. Yeah. Like Jews can still go to Morocco. Israelis yeah, I think I think Morocco's closer to like I don't know the Arizona Cardinals of the Middle East or something right. like that. <laughs> right. All right. I got to get off, and so do you. But uh, good luck, gentlemen. I'll see you All on right. the other side. Bye bye. With you. Roar. Roar. This is Spider Man Allen, and I have a message for everyone in the NFL. Spider Man standing on the seat with his helmet way down low. Ain't no sound but the sound of cleat. The line began to roar. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Are you sitting?